Good morning. The town of Leesburg has been spraying an herbicide called glyphosate along the banks of the town branch to keep it from getting overgrown. And that has some people in town worried about what that will do to the stream and to their own health. For Thursday, April 18th, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Loudoun County Commuter Services has ways to keep your wheels turning and keep you cheerful. There are commuter buses from park and ride lots to destinations in Arlington, the Pentagon, Crystal City, and Washington, D.C., or a Metro Connection bus can drop you off at Wheelie Rest and East Metro Rail Station to hop on the Silver Line. Or local buses can get you from Leesburg to Ashburn and Sterling, from Sterling to Reston, or just around the town of Leesburg for only a dollar. To learn more about these or find a carpool or van pool, visit loudoun.gov commute or call 703 771 5665. Let's go. Thanks for being with us. I'm Red Screen. A group of Leesburg residents is calling on the town government to stop using an herbicide called glyphosate around the stream called the Town Branch, and the town council is set to look at some other options. The Town Branch is the stream that runs through Raflo Park, and glyphosate was first marketed in the U.S. as an herbicide in 1974 under the familiar name Roundup. The town uses an herbicide called Aquanete, which, contain, which contains glyphosate to control plant growth along the banks of the town branch. The town's own Environmental Advisory Commission has recommended using an herbicide that does not contain glyphosate and using an organic product instead. People living along the stream went to the Leesburg Town Council last week to talk about their concerns. Michelle McGregor pointed to the reported health impacts of glyphosate and the lawsuits and damages awarded to those whose health has suffered due to exposure to it. Just this week, the third trial involving Roundup is expected to feature testimony from a married couple who allege they developed non-Hodgkin's lymphoma from using the product. Ten-year-old Ayla McGregor also spoke to the council, saying a lot of things started to make sense when she researched the stuff. She said she'd stopped seeing fireflies and other wildlife along the stream, and has started an online petition to ask the town to stop using glyphosate. Another young resident, Elias Brock, wrote a poem about it. Deputy Town Manager Keith Markle said town staff will give the town council some options at their meeting Monday evening. They have tested some organic products, but so far have found they need to be applied more times, meaning more manpower, meaning more money. If the council decides to use a different herbicide, they'll probably have to increase the Department of Public Works budget. Markle said town staff have also looked at other options like hiring crews for weed-eating, starting an adopt-a-stream program, or even renting a goat. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, after being abandoned more than two decades ago, Middleburg's 190-year-old Asbury Church could soon see new life working for an organization dedicated to preserving and highlighting the history of Loudoun's black community. Pastor Michelle Thomas, the founder and CEO of the Loudoun Freedom Center, has proposed restoring and preserving the church to set up the Loudoun Freedom Center's African American Museum at Middleburg. She said that restoration could cost up to $700,000 and take 18 months to two years to finish and she proposed the town give her organization the property for free, like the Toll Brothers did with the Belmont Cemetery for the Enslaved in November 2017. The town of Middleburg government took over the property in 2014 and has since worked to stabilize the building. Thomas, who's also president of the Loudoun chapter of the NAACP, said the building could be used for the museum, a place of worship, a wedding venue, and a community center to rent out. 
But some council members were hesitant. Councilman Kevin Hazard said he's hesitant to move ahead too quickly without a good plan in place, noting the limited parking on the property. He said there's a lot more study to go into it. Mayor Bridge Littleton also said it's a great vision, but more detailed work needs to be done before the council can decide if it's a viable idea. The Asbury Church was established in 1829 and used as a Methodist Episcopal Church until the mid-1850s, when a larger church was built on Washington Street. From 1857 to 1860, the church building was used as a storehouse, government depot, and hospital for Confederate and Union soldiers. In 1864, a year before American slaves were freed, the white congregation donated the church to the Black Methodist Episcopal Congregation, making it the first black church in Middleburg. It was renovated in the 1880s and used continually until 1994, when the congregation merged with Willisville United Methodist Church. It's the oldest surviving church building in the town, and it's eligible for listing on the Virginia Landmarks Register and the National Register of Historic Places. Thomas is expected to come back to the council with a more detailed plan. With the deadline for reporting campaign fundraising in the first quarter of 2019 passed, campaign finance reports show former Republican Party of Virginia Chairman and Leesburg Attorney John Whitbeck far outraising all other candidates for the County Board of Supervisors. Whitbeck's fundraising is greatly helped by large donors and donors from outside Loudoun. His campaign attracted donations averaging more than $1,000 and brought in more than $200,000 overall, almost half of which came from outside the county. Campaign finance reports listed 159 donations, averaging $1,263. The four largest contributors gave $25,000 each, including FCI federal founder uh, Sharon Vertz, Holtzman Oil Corp. owner William Holtzman of Mount Jackson, Virginia, near Newmarket, Leesburg-based Political Action Committee Loudoun First, and Alexandria-based Political Action Committee Conservatives for Effective Government. Former White House Chief of Staff and National Republican Committee Chairman Reince Priebus also donated $1,000. 38 donors did not list a home or work address in Loudoun and collectively gave $101,925. Whitbeck has also loaned his own campaign $33,100, combined with more than $9,000 of in-kind services, including $1,600 in web services and office space from Whitbeck's own law firm. The campaign raised $243,120 in the last quarter, finishing the quarter with $200,011,665 cash on hand. According to the Whitbeck campaign, that breaks the record for most cash on hand by any candidate for Loudoun County Chairman and outraises even the candidates for state legislature. But even discounting the out-of-town fundraising, Whitbeck outraised everyone else. Whitbeck's target, incumbent Loudoun County Chairwoman Phyllis Randall, raised $32,484 from 160 contributions, ending the quarter with $72,000 on hand. That puts her average contribution at $203. Campaigns are still getting started up, so not everyone has a full quarter of fundraising to report yet, but generally speaking, Republican candidates saw fewer donors, but those donors gave much more money. Also a fun little note, Democrats in the area count among their supporters Joan Kowalski, owner and co-founder of the Bob Ross Company, which is in Sterling. Kowalski was Ross's longtime business partner and instrumental in bringing the iconic painter and host of The Joy of Painting to television. According to the Virginia Public Access Project, Kowalski has donated more than, well, almost $48,000 to Democratic campaigns, ranging from Ralph Northam's run for governor, to which he contributed $13,500, to campaigns for the local Board of Supervisors and the Leesburg Town Council. We've got a rundown of fundraising in all of the Board of Supervisors races in the story on our website. And the Loudoun Education Foundation has launched its third annual campaign to collect donations to help feed children in Loudoun County. 
Every year, they collect donations to pay off money students owe the school system for unpaid meals. According to Loudoun County Public Schools, the total amount across the school system through April is nearly $80,000. For this school year, that amounts to more than 14,000 meals. The program, led by Julia Humphreys and former Percival Mayor Bob Lazaro, seeks tax-deductible donations that are used to reduce the student meal debt. Over the past two years, the donations of individuals, businesses, and organizations have been used to pay down the meal debt totals in full. Last year, the program raised more than $20,000, marking the second year that enough has been raised to pay off the meal debt. Find out more and make a donation at loudoneducationfoundation.org slash general donation. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, McDowell Brew Kitchen is hard at work renovating the beach, but it's open while work is going on. And tonight, multi-instrumentalist Laura Farrell takes the outdoor stage to play violin and guitar. It's at McDowell Brew Kitchen in downtown Leesburg from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. tonight. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, no donations required. We do this on our own dime. So tell all your friends and make a donation to Loudon Education Foundation and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.